What up, world? Thanks for listening to the Sac City Podcast. While you're here, do us all a favor and hit that follow button. Then join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for more top-tier NFL content. Welcome to the city. To another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, <laughs> who is trying a you. lot. I I'm got tr- you. You get in trouble. You in trouble. That's no, what I'm, it is. I'm not. You in I'm not. I'm, you I'm not in trouble, but I'm just I'm, honestly, I'm Here playing around with new ways to intro the show. Like in my head, while the intro is happening, I practiced that to see if I like the way it was going to go because I'm trying to figure out ways because I can't, I cannot do my normal, very loud intro. I can't do that because I will get in trouble, but I'm just testing new things, seeing which one sticks. That one obviously did not started testing stuff. He said, uh-huh. I, th- I thought the guy had surgery, to be honest. Nah, at least you beat, <laughs> beat his ass in the car is what it was. Nah, he hit him with well, a seat belt and said, hey, I mean, you scream one more time when I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to come by my door, just like with a death stare in the dark, because like the hallway is dark. She's going to give me the evil eyes, like she's going to come in and murder me. Uh, but I digress. Welcome in, everybody, to the Saxony Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by your boy, the reigning, defending, undisputed, somewhat heavyweight valedictorian of the show, AJ. Another week. At least another week. At least, yeah. well, one more week. You have one, one more week, week of being called the valedictorian until Dylan takes that crown. Uh, but Dylan needs it, honestly, because he does not have a very long intro. Because he is just the smoothest voice of sports casting, Dylan. Yeah, he will surprise everybody. I will be saying very heavyweight a valedictorian of the show when he when it gets around uh but there's aj johnson there's the smoothest voice in sports casting dylan kearns and of course my best friend in the bottom right corner aaron the mukesia mukes it is a beautiful june 24th morning here in the city episode 46 is about to kick off it's a it's a fun and games friday morning edition this is how we're going to be doing it from now on this is a special fun and games friday because it's 10 o'clock in the morning and everybody's uh everybody's waking up to some fun and games like this is the right way you should be waking up really like to this show right right mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. all right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dylan yeah. how are you doing today buddy i'm doing fantastic wearing a nice shirt i know i roasted uh, mr aaron the last time mr Superboy <laughs> on there but uh i realized you know i should probably start incorporating some more sack city stuff into my reel and I realized, man, I got a backwards hat and an ugly ass shirt on for most of the time. So maybe mm-hmm. I get a few takes in here wearing a good shirt. But no, I'm doing all right, you know. Um, just <laughs> towards that first line, hitting the hitting the bumpers, hitting the hitting the gas pedal, and just going as far as I can. This last few days of being a school um, student, I, I will be an alumnus uh, coming in a few weeks. So that's uh, that's saying something. Uh, nearing the finish line, we're all going to be graduates, fellas. Can- we're getting old. I think it's fair 
especially fair to AJ here to say this, but because Dylan, you probably won't be on the show next week at all because your graduation festivities, I feel it's only fair to do this one last time because we're never going to be able to do this again. AJ, what are your plans on Sunday? Do you have, do, are you free Sunday? You have anything going on on Sunday? So free. I don't have any assignments. Like I don't have to like do a career module. Aaron, like, no tests. you free? Ugh. You got anything going on? No, I'm, I got no food, no family, no nothing. <laughs> I barely got a place to live. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Dylan, have fun doing homework one last Sunday because none of I us have to do it on Sunday. But, you know, uh, circumstances well, apply. Well, hey, uh, be free on well, Sunday. Well, might have other, well, Kaiba might have other uh, plans for you on hey, Dylan, Sunday, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, mentioned wearing a nice shirt so you can perhaps pull some stuff for your real off of tax city you know if you get a nice a good take in a nice shirt probably not gonna happen buddy i don't think you've had a good take in quite some time so exactly where you're going just just thinking about that you might want to just put it on mute and just and just so they think you're saying something dub one one of our yeah dub one of our other takes over your like lip movements it's gonna be like one of those oh you remember those like japanese like shows on on spike tv at two o'clock in the morning where it's just like oh it's great shows great or what about i also want to bring up one other thing i feel like i feel like michael i feel like no no hear me out hear me out because because like I went and I won all these championships. I was the valedictorian. Then AJ came along like Kobe Bean Bryant and was like, maybe this is the next Jordan. But there was, you know, it's like living in the now. And then Dylan comes along like, I, I don't even want to say LeBron James, but he got the first hundred in recent class. So like LeBron James. And then now we have to hear people talk about he's the, you know, the new valedictorian, the new champ. He gave the whole Aaron Rodgers, except his was a lot bigger belt. Um, and, and, and the fact of the matter is, I'm still the original. I'm the GOAT. So let's let's calm down and pump the brakes on the whole Aaron new valedictorian and all this stuff. Hold, like, hold up. I'm still hold the one up. that set the, set the tone for this. Hey, because I didn't get the 100 because there was a referee problem with making bad calls. Had I been able to shoot my own stand-up, I would have had the extra seven points, I'm about too. To, I missed it by excuse? literally hold on. I'm about to add. You know, we're about to hey, get man, rid of it. Refs, AJ, refs you are about like to, to make lose. themselves a part of the game. AJ, you're about to lose a nickname come next week because Dylan's going to have the valedictorian crown. I am going to add the king of excuses to your nickname hey, before yo. every show. Mr. Excuse himself. Excuse. Welcome in, everybody. I'm joined, Ooh, as always, talk. by your boy, the king of excuses, AJ. <laughs> you know, the thing, AJ, is you, you, you give an explanation and you say it's an explanation. But it's an, we yeah. hear it as an excuse. So regardless, so you, you got to just you own hey, it. You got to just own it. Either I own that the refs made a bad call on the whistle. That's just e- what it is. Either way, he, <laughs> you, actually, you actually sound like John Cooper last night saying that there was too many men on the ice and crying and just fishing wow. for some reason why you lost in overtime. Well, do That's what you do. But hey, do. it's okay. Wow. It, it, it makes sense. It all adds up. But hey, you, Aaron, you talked to you about your Jordan and your Kobe and your LeBron. And I you're guess I, well, No, no, no. I, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Being Steph Curry again, not that much credit, it's but I do it's have the most uh, course director awards out of everybody oh, wow, here. He does so. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, so uh, Radcliffe actually kind of forgot to submit. My- 
I'm not doing these excuses anymore. This guy yeah. can just get out of here. No way he did with that on these, purpose, yeah, right? Without, no these, he did without these excuses. He did it on purpose. He knew where this was going. This guy, unbelievable. Okay, let's, let's. I could, I might have believed that if you said Jamila. <laughs> yeah, Jamila doesn't even know that they have course director awards, bro. Damn. <laughs> What? We named Robin Hart. We named Robin Hart. All right, we're ten we minutes into relax. this. Jamila game. relax for all of us. Hey, Every damn month. My favorite, my favorite assignment was in Jamila's class. So, Likewise, imagine if we had an attentive professor for that class. How good it could have been. Holy yeah, AJ's throwing quality shit, man. Hey, the sun was out, and now it's Tyrell. That was an important class. They are hiring for instructors <laughs> at Full Sail, though. You might be able to slide in there and take take over. Shoot your shot, buddy. Shoot your nah, shot. All you. right. Let's get into the football talk. We're now 10 minutes into the show and have talked nothing about actual football here. Let's get into the morning headlines. And there really is just one morning headline for you guys. It's about Alvin Kamara and the reports coming out from pro football talks. Mike Florio. He says that Saints running back Alvin Kamara is bracing for a suspension of at least six games this coming season coming off of uh, he's facing a felony battery charges for allegedly throwing some punches at an incident at Allegiant stadium at Las Vegas. Uh, What does this mean for Alvin Kamara's fantasy uh, value and Mark Ingram's fantasy value this coming 2022 season, Aaron? How do you go to me? I want to hear them so I can just bash them after they're done. I want, okay. I want um, you're the OG, aren't you? You're the original, yeah, that's right? That's why, why don't you lead the way, person, sir? It's not me. Well, somebody just—I mean, just AJ, take it over. Then, if he's if he's too chicken shit, Dylan, to, to feel bring free it to show us your valedictorian skills and let us know what's coming through. Well, I somebody mean, just answer the question. I, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go because I've been on this stuff since the beginning of of the whole thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, don't worry about the Saints." It was in the Saints preview. I was very timid about Camara. I was very timid about Kamara and every other fantasy thing because I was a black cloud around there. His court date kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. That screamed something to me that something could be potentially wrong. He's feeling it six games. He wasn't in my top 10 rankings because I truly felt there was a punishment coming down from the league on Alvin Kamara. I believe that from the jump. And Aaron over there, fool, it's getting pushed back. It's getting pushed back, fool. That they could get keep going all the way back, he says. So I'm sitting here thinking about the whole thing. I, I I believed that there would be punishment for Kamara. Nothing official yet, but he believes it too. He believes it because Mike Florio told you he believes it? That, mm-hmm. that That's what we're going on because Mike Florio says he's bracing for a six-game suspension. Sure. Yeah. There's there's a potential chance that he has a I very well trust I don't Florio. I don't think that was an argument, Dylan. Your argument wasn't, hey, Kamara is not a top 10 running back because he's going to get suspended. Your argument is, He's, I think Never. he's going Go to be suspended. No, yeah, that, yeah, it's, yeah. I think he's going to be suspended. Based. I'm sorry. Right. I'm not going to predict somebody gets suspended, and I don't even have all the facts of the case. We've seen time and time again guys that have gone through stuff that get two games, that get four games, that get six games. They don't get any games. Who knows nowadays? Let's watch Ray Rice punch his wife get a year. Josh Gordon gets years for smoking weed. Uh, <laughs> we've had people have other things that didn't get any games. Adrian Peterson beating his kids or whatever doesn't get anything. Like, we, the NFL has been so inconsistent in how they've addressed these issues that I am not going to predict how many games he gets based on condru- uh, some personal conduct of policy. So until Alvin Kamara says, hey, I'm suspended, or the league says, hey, Alvin Kamara's suspended, 
He's going to be a top fantasy player. And I'm going to tell you again, I hope, I hope the league does right and spends it and deserves it to finish. Guess what else I hope? I hope all you people pass on Alvin Kamara. Let him drop into the, the middle rounds where everybody's like, ah, do we want to lose six games? Because I will take him first. And guess yeah. what he'll do? He'll win me a league because week seven what? through 17, he will be the top back that he always is. What's, what's the earliest you'd go? If he is suspended six games, what's the earliest round you would start to consider taking him? I would consider... I would consider probably round three, four. Okay. Wow. Yep. Okay. Four feels okay. His three ADP right now is is in round two. So he is going to the 15th pick. Uh, well, in the, in the people draft, are so. already baking in a suspension. That's why it's so yeah. low, right? Uh, yeah. Which, again, I don't understand. I don't, first of all, I don't understand why he's drafting right now, but yeah. <laughs> I don't understand well, why. Well, Florio even also said that um, the question is when the suspension will actually be enacted. The NFL prefers to wait until the criminal process has concluded before imposing discipline via the personal conduct policy. That's the so problem. Who knows? So who knows? So that's the problem because Dylan talks about keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. The longer this gets pushed back, the longer mm-hmm. the NFL waits to suspend him. But mm-hmm. if, if, if he doesn't go to court August 27th or whatever, guess what's going to happen? They'll court date will be after the NFL season. It'll be next year, and then he like plays the an entire Watson. season before the NFL even does anything. Because the Saints aren't going to do what they did with Deshaun Watson and inactivate him. Like he's going to play if if he's not suspended. And we've seen this before with guys court cases that get pushed back. The NFL doesn't like to ha- not have all the full details, and they do want to know if if you're going to be charged criminally before they make a a suggestion or a suspension. Well, can it be something like what happened with uh, Ezekiel Elliott a couple years ago? He played a couple games and they enacted the six-game suspension, right? Ooh. Mm. Uh, I think that was more on him, right? I don't remember him him getting suspended mid-season. I thought he it got suspended. I, no, I thought he, he played got like three or four games, and then it was like six games in the middle of the season. Yeah, it did. That, Are you talking, about, you're talking about 2017? Yeah. Might be. I, yeah, I mean, it's a suspension that he had. Yeah. I mean, like – I mean. It did not but feel again, like five years ago, I'll tell you that. Those, so. criminal, those <laughs> criminal proceedings, what consider what, not criminal, because it wasn't a criminal proceeding, but they had closed the case on any charges that were going to be handed down. So there weren't, wasn't anything that the NFL still needed to see from the judicial system in order for them to make their decision. That makes sense. In a way. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about, about the... Here. Right, but I'm just thinking about the possibility of it coming. To, I mean, like you, you would, like you said, you'd expect for them to host the court day at the end of the season, but that may not end up being the case. No pun intended. You know, it may be a thing where I've they end up. I've never seen a guy go to court in the NFL during the season. I can honestly tell you, that. I've never seen it. Yeah, the attorneys are too good. They'll they'll get it because they're out for work. They're traveling everywhere. They can't be in one place at a time. That's their job. Attorneys are too good. They usually push it to right after the season. We saw it with John Watson. We've seen it with other guys in the past. I- I've never seen a guy actually have to go to court in these type of situations once the season starts. And again, then you have to have the court hearing. You have to have a result. And then the NFL still has to conclude their investigation before he gets suspended. August 27th, obviously, or whatever August date it is, it's going to be a huge day for Alvin Kamara. And I think that's when we'll know a little bit more. But I also get tired of hearing these, these reports. The report. That's why I kind of rolled my eyes at the beginning. Well, like, 
we're the reason about Deshaun Watson. Now we can be like, who cares? At this point? The, the reason I, I wanted to go with it is because it is more than likely Deshaun Watson is going to get some games. It's more, it, we don't know if Kamara is going to get any games like you just stated. And I wanted to get out there where we think Alvin Kamara should be getting drafted. Um, in if he does get that six game suspension, because we talked about it in last night's show, that there's these players like that you just like D Hop, he is suspended for for a certain amount of games, and you know that people are just going to be passing on him because of that. So Kamara could face that same type of situation. And where the earliest we draft Kamara needs to be brought up for our fantasy viewers. Um, we're going do we, to be diving look, into I'm sorry, do we look at that differently than if he was injured for six games? I think you do. I mean, like, I get it. You're missing time, but like the injury comes back and some people fear how he comes back when he's suspended. You're expecting that he's working out and putting in his best foot forward to be prepared when it's time to go. Uh, and there's nothing hindering the body, so to speak, when it comes to health. I don't think it's a drastic change or a thought process, but I do think it enters the mind for some people. I, I guess what I'm saying is Alvin Kamara missed four games last year. He's RB8. Like, or why why are we dropping him so significantly just because he's missing six games? Like, this is a fantasy producer. He has never finished outside the top nine in fantasy football. That includes injuries. That includes uh, time he's missed. No when matter did he what. Miss, when did he That's, miss those? When did he miss those games? Because I feel like also part of the part of that is when in the season he misses those games. Because even yeah. though even though you're drafting him then and he misses it during the season it's different than going six weeks to start the season without your third round pick running back. So that's what I'm, so that's what I'm saying. Like through weeks one through six, you're still, you're getting, you're trying to get into a good playoff position, get that good record going. And if you're without your third round pick, when you could have had someone who could be helping your team right now through weeks one through six, I think that's, that's a a, a big factor as well. Well, that might be a concern for people that struggle drafting. I, I can agree with that. But I mean, if you're a confident, if I, we've talked about this before, if you're drafting fantasy football, I, I told you, I only draft for the playoffs, I'm not drafting for week not drafting for week four. I feel confident enough in our skills as fantasy football players that we can put a lineup together weeks one through 12 to get us to the playoffs, especially in most leagues where playoffs are like half the league get in the playoffs. Now, if you're playing in some more cutthroat league where you're in a, a 12 team or a 14 team league and only four teams get in, then you're really running the risk of missing out in that situation. But most leagues, standard 10 or 12 team leagues, half the league gets in the playoffs. I think you're okay with saying, I can find me a late round running back to fill in for Alvin Kamara for six weeks when I know what I'm getting for the remainder part of the season. Fair enough. All right. That does it for our morning headlines uh, presented by the Sac City Podcast. I always like want to attach like presented by something. We'll get new sponsors eventually. Um, but we're going to get into our tearing it up with the running back position in just a few moments. But first, it's time to play a game. Fun and Games Friday would not be Fun and Games Friday without a little game. And uh, this music is terrible. Why did I pick this song? Let's see if this song works better. Yeah, this is this is the FGF song here for for games. Typical Fun and Games Friday games between AJ versus Aaron versus Dylan. I'm going to give you a list this question, and you have to tell me the players that are listed on the graphic. Today, it is the top 
15 most targeted pass catchers from last season. This could be running backs. This could be wide receivers. This can be tight ends. This can be whatever you want. Name the top 15 most targeted pass catchers from last season. Most just target target most targeted just targets just targets aj start us off mark andrews that is correct you have three strikes you guys have three strikes <laughs> mark andrews mark andrews you know, is you not know. number mark andrews is not number one though just no he just means that as my first choice on the list. fair enough fair enough yeah when you know you know <laughs> yep but aaron cooper cup that is that is number one that yeah, yeah, that one, that no. one is number one. Dylan. Devontae Adams. That is number two, yep. I didn't get one right last time. That feels AJ. Good. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, that is number 13, yep. <clears throat> Keontae Johnson. No, you son of a bitch! That is number three. Yep, you guys knocked out the top three. It's Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and uh, Deontay Johnson. Oh, come on, Aaron. You dog, I was going to go there. Um, Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen is number eight on this list. AJ. Um, oof. Oh, I just had it and now it's gone. <laughs> uh, let me, I was throwing out since I lost my train of thought there. Uh, give me Hunter Renfro. That is incorrect. Yeah. That is incorrect in one strike for Mr. A.J. Johnson. Dustin Jefferson. That is correct. That is number four on the list. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, and Justin Jefferson. This is, this is bad. It is bad. Michael Pittman. That is very bad and incorrect. You and AJ have one strength. Ow! Um, give yeah, me... Mari Cooper? That is incorrect. Two strikes for Mr. AJ Johnson. Man, y'all wild, bruh. Stephon Diggs. Dude! That dude, is number five. That is number five. You guys are just like leaving out like the best receivers in football. Yeah, this is this is tough right now. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Like when it's my go, I'm missing out on those things. Uh... Mike Evans. Who? Mike Evans. Nope. See, got to start thinking of divisions. If I had the teams in front of me, I got it. As two strikes. Um, Hollywood Brown. Uh, who did you say? Sorry, there's something playing in my on my computer somewhere, and I cannot find it. What did you say? I said Hollywood Brown. That is correct. Tyreek Hill. That is correct. Devonte Smith. That is incorrect, Dylan. You are eliminated. I hate this. Oh, oh man. I, I Keep going third. Uh, ooh, but he was running a lot. Uh, Debo Samuel. That is incorrect. Try. 
AJ, you are eliminated. Aaron, you are no, the lone no survivor. Contact. There is one, two, three, four more players remaining. Four? Would you? Four more players remaining. Not help then. Four more. Players. Sorry, two, three, five, five more players remaining. My apologies. Yeah, I got one. Terry McCoy. I think I have one. That is correct. I, I was about to say Terry, but I was the last person to say. Terry McLaurin <laughs> is 15. Aaron, you do not have any strikes yet, so you can keep pumping this one out. You can you can do this. DJ Moore. That is correct. DJ wow. Moore is, num- is number six. Good pull. Good pull. I know one that's on there. Three remain. Okay, Metcalf? That is incorrect. That is your first strike. Yeah. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. there. I will say the the remaining three are players. That is correct. Eleven. That's a good one. That's that a really is number good one. eleven. You have twelve and fourteen remaining. I got twelve. I think I do too. Is actually. Yeah. Brandon Cook. Brandon Cooks is on there. That's 14. I, that was going to be the second person I said. Nothing. Like, nah, not even that offense. One more. Damn. One more. This Let me think tough. about it. Hold on. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Graham. I'd waste a strike on that, yes. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, somebody has, I already went through the AFC. Gotta be the NFC. No way, I'm, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is correct. What? That is the final, that is the final guess right there. You got it. That Aaron, you, you have defeated the list, this trivia game. For the, 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 I don't think you guys have defeated a listless trivia game yet, and you guys have done it. Was it. either it was either Darnell or CD Lamb. I was gonna say, but I was like, CD Lamb didn't get enough targets last year. Yeah, Darnell Waller. Yeah, there yeah. was only uh, the, the just the two tight ends on there of Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. But this is the final list. Congratulations, Aaron. Let me pull. Yeah, it. What is where did uh? Right, I was. It was like, Streamyard <laughs> had it loading. This is it right here. Cooper Cup, number one, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, Jalen Waddle, Darnell Mooney, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Cooks, and Terry McLaurin round out the top 15 most targeted pass catchers from last season. I really thought that I wouldn't have, I would have never guessed Darnell Mooney. That was the one that I would have never would have never guessed. I don't know if this was meant to be a fantasy football question or not, but I strictly went to fantasy football. That's well, all I, because I, I, when you watch regular football, you're not really yeah. thinking about so, that stuff. So next week, and for the fans, this is why I did this next week, we are breaking down and starting next week off with the AFC West. And I feel like when we go through the AFC West, at least, there's a lot of good conversations about the wide receivers there, whether it's figuring out which ones in Kansas city or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams or the wide receivers in Denver or the newly acquired Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro. There's a lot of good wide receiver chatter that I think we're going to have next week that you're not going to want to miss. So this is a little, a little nug to give you a little taste 
what's going to happen next week, talking about wide receivers. But tonight we are breaking down the we're tearing it up. Actually, the best running backs in fantasy football, uh, the conversation all this week has been about running backs. It's been very running back heavy. And uh, these are the categories that we are rolling with here tonight for tearing it up. I'm getting to it. You squinty eye. I see <laughs> Sorry, it. I got bad I, eyes. Baby yeah. Boy. Damn, bro. It, it, it hey, you should off. see me at work when I'm trying to read the big ass prompter. I'm like, <laughs> that dude in the jumpsuit. So hopefully, hopefully this is better. Hopefully this is better for you guys. Um, uh, should I put it like that? Oh, I guess I'll keep it like no, that. No, that was good. That's good right there. This is good. So we have our we have our tiers here. Running back one, running back two, flex, bench, and then I have a red flag category. Last year we kind of kind of put our foot in our mouths by having like a don't touch, would not touch list. And James Conner ended up on that list, and it ended up coming back to bite us in the ass. So now we're just going with a red flag to say, okay, this running back has some red flags, and I'm not sure if I draft them unless there was good value i broke it down by divisions here so the nfc starts the nfc south starts us off and if you're new to the show the way we do this here is one person will go with the running back say where he belongs and try to convince the rest of the panel why they belong there aj you will start us off first alvin Kamara is the first running back where does he belong on this list now that we consider maybe a possible suspension Maybe we consider him not having a suspension. Where does he belong? I mean, if it's let's let's assume it's six games at the most, still giving him an RB one spot because that's what, a solid eight nine games that he can come in and do Alvin Kamara things, and the offense is going to be predicated on an Alvin Kamara doing what he does best. Uh, I don't think there's much hesitation on the fact that he will end as an RB one and somebody you depend heavily on. I think it's easy RB one Alvin Kamara. I have no can argument here on that one. Clarify, Vinny RB one. We're still going along the lines of twelve team. Yep, twelve team leagues. This is a top twelve. Yeah, top twelve type of 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 system here that we're going with. So, uh, I I agree. I think Alvin Kamara is a RB one. I, I do as well. I don't think there's a chance Alvin Kamara doesn't finish. Don't I mean out barring a, a a full year. Right. Yeah, of course, of course. If it's if it's six, if it's anything north of six, I'd maybe say high end RB two. But with six, I think that he gets it done. He'll have he has big weeks too. Okay, okay. Let's easy easy layup right there to start off. But now on the back end, though, let's be clear about that. If you're drafting yeah. Alvin Kamara, you're still drafting at the back end of an RB one. Mm. You're not it, with six games. He's not going to produce top five running back numbers. Right. He's not going to have enough time. But yeah. the back end of, of RB one. His uh his counterpart in the backfield, Mark Ingram. Again, if Galvin Kamara suspended six games, Mark Ingram might be the guy, the starter for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, where does he belong, Aaron? Uh, in between bench and flex. There's um, no spot for that. There there are going to be days where you can play him as a flex play, but then a lot of games it's going to be a bench play because he's touchdown dependent. He's not going to see enough targets out of the backfield. I would lean towards putting him on the bench. If he does get the six games that Alvin Kamara doesn't play, um, he'll have value. He'll have flex to RB2 value those weeks. But once Alvin Kamara is back, whenever that's pitch, he'll go right back to the bench and a pretty good handcuff if Alvin Kamara is hurt or out for Agreed. Dylan? Nope. He's a flex. 
Uh, he's a flex at least. Um, not 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 at least. I'd say like he's solid. He's a solid flex. I don't think he teeters on that line with bench. Um, this is a guy who's going to start for six weeks. Yeah, barring obviously barring what happens with um, Alvin Kamara. If we're assuming that six is the case, I'm getting a starting running back for six weeks. And after that, the guy, like you said, he's touchdown dependent when both are on the field. Sometimes he gets carries. He'll get those 28-yard games. We'll fall into the end zone once or twice. That's not the best, but still, if you're getting a starting running back for six weeks, that guy's going to be solid for you. He could potentially get you wins early in the season. You're four and two, whatever. That guy's going to help out your football team. That alone, that alone makes him a flex throughout the course of the year. I think he can teeter in that area right there. AJ? No, nah, so I'm going to have to go with bench. I mean, Mark Ingram has been great. Uh, we've enjoyed him as a running back throughout the NFL, but the fact of the matter is he's another year older. And last year, granted, he was on multiple different teams with multiple different situations, but only averaged 5.8 points a game. He may be good for six games, but at the same time, I don't think you're expecting the old New Orleans Saints Mark Ingram to come in here and run the ball. So uh, I think he's still a bench player. Use him as a flex if you can those first six weeks, but. This guy uh, yeah, is 30, 32 going on 33 years old. He had 160 carries last year for 554 yards. <laughs> there is no way in hell that the New Orleans Saints, even with Alvin Kamara's six, six games, are just going to give the bulk of the carries and say, yeah. go get him, 33-year-old. Mark Ingram, like, <laughs> not going to happen. Hey, 30, I'm, I'm 30, 33-year-old D'Angelo Williams got it done for six weeks. Uh, you love D'Angelo Williams. Thirty-three-year-old D'Angelo yeah, Williams is not Mark and Mark uh, Mark Ingram. They're two different style of running back. First yeah. of all, Mark Ingram is a bigger, pounded, physical back. He doesn't. He's not going to work as much out of the backfield. It's just, it's not going to happen. Fine out. He uh, he can be. Lock- he'll have weeks where he's good, but he's going to yeah. have some where he's not. We're locking Mark Ingram in the bench position now because Aaron, you said bench. AJ, you said bench. I'm all um, aboard bench. Sorry, Dylan, you lose this one. Um, um, <laughs> Leonard Fournette is next. He finishes RB6 last season. He averaged 18.2 fantasy points a game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No more Ronald Jones there. They did bring in Rashad Evans, the, the running back out of, I believe it was Arizona. Uh, Rashad White, sorry, Rashad White, uh, the running Rashad back out Williams. of Arizona in the draft. I think, I think Leonard Fournette is an RB two. That's that's where I have Leonard Fournette uh, this year. I think he, I think they really liked what they saw from him last year. For the actually for the for, for the his time in Tampa, I think they really like what they see from him. They're going to continue giving him the rock. I think. Also, in this new system with Todd Bowles being the head coach, I don't think you see as many times where, like, if he fumbles the ball, he gets taken out, and then you see more of the the, the backup running back. And I think that they lean on Leonard Fournette a lot more this season. We talk about mm-hmm. how there's a lot of targets that have left with, with Gronk and possibly Chris Godwin leaving. Not saying that those targets are going to Leonard Fournette. What I am saying is, though, that they may give him the ball a little bit more now and i think he ends up being an rb2 this season that 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 doesn't make sense yeah. to me that RB, i mean you're killing you yourself just here contradicted everything yeah. you just said lock and yeah, shout out I'm, my boys with the bucks mr d delaney willington privilon mr relevant grant stewart and also chris cooper but looking Jesus. at the buccaneers as a whole leonard fournette's gonna have a hell of a year 
I mean, you mentioned the loss of targets. No Ronald Jones. Thank goodness. That guy was almost a disaster for that backfield. I mean, there were times where like, man, I really hope this guy doesn't turn it over, which he sucked. He sucked, right? But sure, they draft a rookie. That's nice. Major key alert, Kayshawn Vaughn back in the backfield. Other than that, I mean, really, it's Leonard Fournette's show. He's going to get the bulk of carries. Tom Brady's a little bit older. Doesn't matter. I I still think they're going to run the ball. He's going to get check downs. He's going to catch the ball a lot, and that's what he's going to do. He's an RB1. Easy. I think more of what I was getting at for Leonard Fournette was I do think that there are 12 running backs I'd have ahead of Leonard Fournette, but he would be a high-end running back too. But all of you are on the RB1 train for Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette last year only had 180 180 carries, and he finished with RB6. Still was RB6. There's no way. There's no way. And he only played 14 games. Yeah. Like, Leonard Fournette is an RB1 in that offense with Tom Brady. Uh, Number one, because Tom Brady trusts him. Number two is because he's the best, most talented back in that backfield. Let's not forget, he's only 27 years old. It's not like this Mm -hmm. guy, some washed-up player. He just left Jacksonville because everybody Everybody leaves Jacksonville. Because they believe they freed up some money. Shout out. Yeah, believe in James Robinson. Let him go. And then they drafted Travis Etienne. Really believed in him. I I was pissed about that. So you know my take there. I will, I, 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 I will give you, Jesus Christ, Dylan, with your <laughs> shout outs, you are just too much. Uh, I will, I will give, I have no problem putting him at RB one, uh, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey's next. This is easy that, right. This is no, is RB one. Oh, and that's it. There's it. no, there's, yeah. they just said it, forget it. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, RB one. Um, here's where it gets interesting, AJ. And this is where you're going to go here. That's for me. Yep. It is for you. It's your boy, Cordero Patterson, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Where would you have him on this list? I'm going to put him as a flex. Uh, I like what he did last season, but again, I do think Tyler Algier is going to step into that backfield in due time. Uh, And I also think he's going to play a lot more as a receiver come Cordero Patterson this season. So uh, the way he came on at the end of the year kind of went down. He's, what, 32, I think, this time coming around this year. Uh, I I look at him if he's going to even play running back uh, that often I think he's going to slot into that flex role uh, this upcoming season. I don't have a problem with that. He obviously had a good, a good year this past season and then kind of fell off towards the end. And obviously you bring in a new rookie running back and there ain't a lot of weapons on that offense. So he may have to catch a little bit more than he runs the ball. So I like the flex appeal for, for, uh, for Cordell Patterson. I think it's a good spot. I think it's going to be inconsistent flex play, but I think that's yeah. what that's money, my guy. That's money. So he's exactly what he is. He's going to be an inconsistent flex play. Yeah. Cordero Patterson. I'm, I'm going to like him. He won't be on my team. Not drafting the 32 year old Swiss Army knife that waited until that the team waited until he was that old to figure out how to use. It. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. I don't know what those teams were doing that had him before. Um, but he's a very physical player. He likes to run hard. Probably not going to hold up. But there'll be weeks like you'll be like, oh, there's Patterson again. There's Patterson yeah. again. Do, but do you think just not? Do you think Cordero Patterson ends up on the waiver wire at some point in the season in, in like fantasy leagues? Like we're talking Probably. about him. I think uh, that, you know, I don't know. It depends how he's being used. If he is, go, if he goes to do what AJ is suggesting he's going to do, he will be on the waiver. Yeah. Um, I think his sole value right now comes from the fact that they're using him in the running game because 
he's just not going to get enough on the outside. He has in his whole career in order to, to sustain a wide receiver, especially with the talented wide receivers in the NFL. So I think if they use him as a running back, then no, because he has that position flexibility. I think he'll stay. But if he loses that, if they're not running him, and it turns out to be the Tyler, Al- Tyler Algier and uh, Damian Williams show or whoever's back there, uh, I think that's when you'll see Cordero Patterson hit the yeah. waiver wire. Probably not until the middle to end of the season, though, because people are going to be reluctant. I'm about but to say, people, yeah. players fear dropping players on their team so often. Like, they'll they hold on and put them at the bottom. Yeah, right? Put them yeah. at the bottom of their uh, their roster and be like, yeah, it'll come. It took, uh, the moment it took, I drop him is the moment I regret it. Yeah. It took, like, <laughs> 10 weeks for everyone to decide on dropping, like, Allen Robinson, Robbie <laughs> Anderson, that, yep. like, those That's type of players. I got Javier Baez in baseball this year. He's oh, yeah, there you go. There you I go. Sometimes you just have to pull the trigger and trust, yep. man. Like it's just not there year. Don't don't be yeah. me and be emotionally attached to these players. Move on oh, when you can uh, and better your team. James Connor is next. Aaron, you are the James Connor. You like James Connor. I'm not going to say he's your guy, but you like James Connor this year. You talked about yeah. him, and if you, anyone missed the show uh, last night or la- yesterday morning, um, check it out. It's on YouTube now. Uh, Talked a lot about James Conner. Where would he fall on this list for you? RB1. Your volume alone is going to be an RB1. Touchdown heavy uh, and a good offense. I like him as an RB1. He's an RB1 last year. Uh, not afraid. This, this is what the running back position to me is the easiest to rank. Because when you get outside the top 12, they're all just a bunch of dudes that are not really good. But you know them well when you see them. And right now, James Conner is one of those guys. If you have a bell cow back in an offense, I'm going to put him as a running back. There's not 12 bell cows in the NFL. James Conner's yeah. one of them. Got to be an RB1. Fair point. Let Pittsburgh let him go. That's the thing. That is well, the thing, though. When he was down. healthy in Pittsburgh, he was an RB one. Like yeah. that's that's what he was. So like I, I'm I'm well, okay with that. First rounder on Najee when you had well, him there. Well, part of the problem was he was very inefficient as a runner. Yeah. People didn't realize it. like yeah. his his numbers came on sheer volume, um, and like so he was having to take a lot of hits to produce a lot of points, and then he got hurt, and he just couldn't sustain it. And then you don't want to pay that guy. Like you just let that guy walk, and you go draft the new one for four or five years. So yeah. you're gonna do it with Najee. So I, I just I get it, but uh, yeah. he, he's an RB one. And I don't uh, love James Conner. Like not I'm not a fan of his skill set or his talent. I don't think he's one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. But he's extremely hardworking. The man's overcame ball cancer, and anybody that can do that has my support. <laughs> shout out James Conner. You know, shout yeah. out James Conner and. And what he's oh, fought through. <laughs> RB1, James Conner. Elijah Mitchell, Dylan, where does he fall? Come on, bro. How do I teeter what? between two and flex? How do I do that again? Aaron, can... show me. <laughs> it's like it's this. Tough. Like yeah. this. Teeter, 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 teeter. If it makes you feel better, it makes you feel better. We're talking 12 team leagues. So that means RB2's top 24. He's a flex. Roxon. I got him as a flex. Um, I do. I, I think. I'm telling you, it's the Shanahan way. And this is the, I can't do anything. I can't give you any numbers or any magical ball or any mystery box here. All I can say is what I've seen over the years from Shanahan. It's not just the last two years. It's not just the last three years. It's been since 20 freaking 17 that they haven't repeated as a rusher. 
And everybody's drafted Mostert last year. And then the ones that said, oh, Mostert's always hurt. Let's get Sermon. Well, Sermon didn't see the field either. So no one knows what the hell's going on in San Francisco. I am avoiding him. Honestly, this guy might be a red flag. I might say this guy's a red flag more than anything. But I would say he's a flex um, as, a, as a fantasy football player. I think that's where he could be because he'll have a few nice weeks, but then he'll lose touches to a hot hand and some weird shit will happen to where he doesn't finish their season as a leading rusher. So question, Dylan, you talk about Shanahan. Uh, what about the years that Shanahan had Devontae Freeman top 12 to 15 back? Yeah, he was. So what what differs in what what do you think diff what doesn't have a different about San Francisco in San Francisco? He never has. He doesn't have Devontae Freeman was a dog. He doesn't have like that number one back in his backfield. So Raheem Mostert was not a number one back in his backfield. Wasn't going there. Wasn't a number one back in his backfield. No, but Elijah was. Elijah Mitchell. To me, so is. you're telling me he's going to be the outlier after five years of what I witnessed. Yes. You think? Do you think that Kyle Shanahan tried to just pick a new one? I'm pretty sure he would have <laughs> loved for those guys to be the guy the next year around. It just didn't happen. But well, why did they draft another one? I mean, it's the NFL, bro. These guys yeah. are taking hits after hits after hits. You got guys running through keep the tackles and, and keep running and, the system and keep and, no. And because of what you just said, if it does keep happening, don't you want an insurance policy? You did just let go of Raheem Mostert. You, still you might got want Jim another back. You still back got, that. No, you got, no. You always do this, Dylan. Stop. Stop saying God. You still got Jeff Wilson. Do you even know who Jeff Wilson is? Like, honestly, yeah. has Jeff Wilson ever been a guy that anybody said is going to come in and be a starter? No. no. DeMichael no. Hasty was a late-round late pick. Round. Nobody came in and said he's going to be the guy. It, we're talking about people that have come in and said they're going to be the guy. Trey Sermon was supposed to be it. But the very first thing that happened in San Francisco when Trey Sermon was drafted, reports out of camp said Trey Sermon ain't it, that he doesn't have it, and they, they they were already questioning the draft. So that was found out early in the year, and Elijah Mitchell was the guy last year. There's no doubt about it. He he played the most snaps. He was getting all the carries. He had 20-plus touches in numerous games last year. So to say that they don't have that guy, we saw that guy last year. He was productive. He wasn't a flex play. And I'm not saying that you're wrong in saying that he's a flex play because I do think there's a chance that injuries creep up with Elijah Mitchell if he's getting that many carries. That's why you go draft another back. It's because Raheem Mostert got paid, was supposed to be the guy, but he got injured. So things happen, yes. But to just say it's because Shanahan doesn't want a running back or isn't going to – that's not <laughs> the reason why. We saw the rise – we saw the rise out of Matt Breida. Why wasn't he the next rusher? I'm you're serious. Talking, you're talking. What rise? This is the problem. With, no, he can't even let the now. team rushing. No, no, no. This, yes, he this, is what you, this is two days in a row you've done this now. You've taken a guy who put together four, five, six good games of a stretch of a season, and you say, what happened to this guy? What happened to this guy? Rashad Penny, Matt Breida. Just because you have a good stretch of four to five games doesn't mean you were ever really meant to be the guy. Matt Breida was never the guy in San Francisco, ever. Never, ever, never. I don't know how you can, how else to say it. Never was he the guy they looked at and said, that's our future running. Well, what he came up in a similar impression? way that Elijah Mitchell did. What? No. Elijah in Mitchell wasn't a high draft pick. Neither was Matt Breida. They were both buried on the depth oh, chart. They both got their shot. They both led their team in rushing. Elijah Mitchell wasn't buried on the depth chart. He was a rookie last year. Yeah. Breida he started the first game of the year. Yeah, because he was forced to. 
in in Elijah Mitchell's season last year, 207 carries, 963 yards, five tutties. In Matt Breida's best year in San Francisco, 153 carries, 814 hey. yards, and three touchdowns. Hey. I can see that, where I can the team in rushing that year. I can see where Dylan is coming from in terms of like saying that he had a good season in San Francisco and then left. Yeah, but Elijah Mitchell had a better more impressive season than Matt Breida, who was on his second year at that time. Uh, he, the, the season before that, he was very in, in, inefficient. He was averaging 29 yards a game. Even at that point, he was only averaging 58 yards Matt, a game versus Matt Elijah Breida Mitchell's 87. Drafted, bro. Yeah, and he came up and he got his chance and he started games. But the, the point is, Elijah Mitchell, they drafted Elijah Mitchell. The they biggest, drafted Elijah Mitchell. And the biggest thing too, Dylan, in that stat department, he, although the yardage isn't that like crazy different, Matt Breida in his best year, yards per game, 58. Elijah Mitchell last year, yards per game, 87. He had a, that's, he had a big that's where Not even what separates the talent level you're trying yeah. to talk Matt Breida. I was talking about the rise and going into the next year after what Breida did that Your one Your rise Most is when you put together a few good games. That's the problem, Dylan can't do that guys come all the time and, and get opportunities and have good games are you at all fearing the rookie davis price fisher price i told you i thought he could be a something but no and not as long as elijah mitchell is healthy this Let's, is all right. predicated on health elijah mitchell healthy is going to be the number one back in san francisco yeah i like the spot for flex and i think that's where we're going to keep him. i think we all still agree with that aj I mean, I would have put him as an RB too, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we're talking top 24 backs. You're telling me this Elijah Mitchell doesn't have 24 backs? This is about yeah. volume. This is asinine. I just, this is about volume. I can what, see, 20, I can see 22, 23. finish as a top 24 back. That's fair. We're going to lock, we're going to lock RB2 in and, and, and move on here. We had a good discussion you're, you're an for ass. two, you're, two you're days in a row. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, I'm going to bunch these Seattle Seahawks running backs in a group here. Chris Carson's a red flag. Obviously that there's no explanation. There's no need <laughs> to, to discuss on that. <laughs> Honestly, this is a list. This list does not have Michael Carter on it, which is unfortunate. I, it was just a list I pulled from this website. It unfortunately does not have Michael Carter on it, but it has Chris Carson. Very weird. Um, but Chris Carson's a red flag. Don't draft him. Kenneth Walker though. Big Ken Walker. Why well, he look like he in a look like in a straight jacket? <laughs> he, like a he is in a jumpsuit. No, he is no, in, uh, no, no, don't, no, no. Put him down no, on the bench. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn it. Come on, bro. Damn it. I think but at the end of the season, Aaron says RB two. Put him up there. But, hey, Dylan. Hey, AJ and Aaron both disagreed with you. That's a two against one. Dylan, I'm supposed to be. To I'm supposed to be a neutral. Because uh, because uh, you don't say anything. <laughs> That's why when I speak and I speak to those numbers, you go, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, let me, sure I, let me help Dylan here. Let me help Dylan here. Rashad Penny, he a flex. I was going to hey. say Ben. No, he should be a flex. He's going That's to fair. start the season as the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, barring health, He's going to maintain that job. I don't think he's going to lose that job barring health because he, he can run if he's healthy. I just don't think he's going to be healthy. Um, he has potential to get up to the RB2 category if he stays healthy. But right I now, think, I think whether Rashad Penny stays healthy or not, Ken Walker finishes the season as the starting running back at RB2. No way. That's what I'm saying. 
I think that I don't think it gets any. I don't think it gets any different than them splitting carries and being in a timeshare. To Dillis' point, Rashad Penny is a very talented running back. Yeah, talent is there. Effective. Effective. They help. So there. Which won't mark my words. He will get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) He will. Let's group these Rams running backs here. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. We talked about both these guys in in yesterday morning show. Cam Akers would be RB2. Daryl Henderson would be bench. That's I think that's that's my feel. About what I have. There we go. Josh. Josh Jacobs next here is a running back. We haven't really. Well, we did talk about as well. There was actually arguments about Josh Jacobs here. I think he's, I think it under the same context of what we're to keep this list consistent with what we have with Elijah Mitchell at RB two. I think he's a bet. I think he's better than Elijah Mitchell. So I think he has to be an RB two at that point. Definitely not RB one and definitely not flex. In my opinion, I, I would have him much higher than both Cordero Patterson and Rashad Penny. I love how you use those words, but you're wrong. Josh Jacobs is an RB one. I I can't. You're uh, there's run there's RB ones that I have that are that I can I was I he an RB one last year? Was he uh, RB one the year before that? Uh, he was, and he was RB eleven last year. Yeah. So he was an RB one last year with eight hundred yeah. yards. He was an RB one the year before that, and now all of a sudden he's no longer an RB one with now more weapons on the outside, a better team, and. The biggest threat behind him is broken ankle Kenyon Drake and some Zamir White rookie. Like, I just they're yeah. they're running. That's that's also considering. So Nick Chubb wasn't an RB one last year. Cool. Christian McCaffrey wasn't an RB one last year. Dalvin cool. Cook wasn't an RB one last year. Cool. These are guys that weren't an RB in that RB one category last year. That you're ha- you, like you have to put them back. That you can't not have Dalvin Cook as an RB one. You can't not okay. have Nick Chubb as an RB one. Okay. You're not going to have Christian McCaffrey not as an RB one, so like I you're don't. you're you're going to end up taking players out that I just can't see taking out. You, well, who I, are you telling me I'm going to take out? You're telling me I'm going to take people I out. Wonder, I honestly, at this point, I don't know who you're going to take out because as this list progresses, we're putting guys like Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and Josh Jacobs in RB one. I can't see who you're taking out because last year you talk about Josh Jacobs you're like oh he finished as an RB1 he Two was RB11 in a row, did he? last year last year Two he years finished in as, a row. last year he finished as an RB1 with no Nick Chubb no Christian McCaffrey no Dalvin Cook if we think Javante Williams is going to be something if we think DeAndre Swift can is going to be something can I ask you a question when you list your 12 running backs in RB1 are you telling me that none of those that all of those guys are going to finish as RB1 none of those guys are going to get hurt i mean that Christian McCaffrey the, the, every the, the odds say that out of the 12 running backs that are RB ones, probably four of them are going to miss time and end up not being RB one. You okay. want to know one thing that I, the one thing that I'm looking at when I talk about a Josh Jacob is as banged up as he gets, the dude plays every week. He's going to be on the field. That matters. It's like Zeke. It's like why we, well, Zeke sucks. Zeke's this. It doesn't matter. If you're on the field, you're going to do. So for me, that's an RB one. You could say, could he finish RB thirteen? Maybe. That's but that's where he's an RB one. So I I personally think this year that Josh Jacobs is going to be a high end RB two. 
I, I think there's potential for an RB1 for sure. But I, I do believe that there's always room for another player to step up and have a good season. There's always room for the players, as Vinny mentioned, who weren't there last year to get back on their horse and be an RB1. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs last year was teetering on that line. I mean, he finished his RB11. So the year before that, it was probably, what, eight, nine that I think he finished maybe. So I, yeah. I believe the potential is there for an RB1, absolutely. But I think he yeah, more fits done. in as a high-end RB2. High end RB. We love to talk about people that ain't done it. That's what you guys are gonna do. You're gonna put Javante Williams in there. You're gonna put DeAndre Swift, who probably deserves to be in there. But those are the guys you're gonna take out a Josh Jacobs for, who's done it year after year. And you're gonna put. Yeah, him but you're acting like we're it. sitting here saying he's gonna be an RB twenty three. We're saying yeah. he's one spot out yeah, of an RB one. That's not asinine to think. Fringe, but you, you, so, so RB, you are RB1. players. You're taking a guy that's done it out. Because you hope somebody else that's never done it is going to do it. That so makes why do zero you, so, sense. So, so, but it makes more sense to think about all the regression other players can have, but there's no trajectory for a player who's younger and developing. What regression? You don't think what? that Javante? You, you've you talked about players who get older and they're not they're going to be the same. Yeah, those absolutely. players can fall back, right? So why can't a younger player who's developing in this league, getting faster and stronger every year, get better and move? Nobody's up a saying they spots? can't get better. That's, but I you mean, don't you just, haven't said you those exact just, words. You don't just to get catapulted <laughs> into a category that you've never produced at. But who's talking about a catapult? These players, so we can be talking about a guy who's at 14 last year being 12 this year. That's not a catapult. That's congratulations. I'm not arguing you that, much I'm better. not saying you can't have that. But that's not what we're oh. talking about. You're talking that about is exactly what we're talking about. Top 10 or top 12 and now just removing them out All based right, on... So, Nothing. Well, why don't we, Vinny, why don't you pull up last year's top 12? We'll put them all at number one because they did it last year, and then we'll go down the list that way. It's not no. just one year, AJ. It's consistently doing it year in, year out. There's and one obviously thing the offense makes The only consistency in the NFL is that there will be games played. <laughs> I, will say, I will say one thing in hopes that Vinny doesn't drag it to one with my statement. But I'm going to sit here and say it's a brand-new offense he's in. There's more weapons on the outside. Maybe that helps them. There's talks about a lessened workload for him. They draft a rookie. They bring but, in Brandon Bolden who catches passes. Did, it's a brand new but, offense. We haven't seen him under Josh McDaniels. <laughs> if I hear Brandon Bolden catches passes <laughs> one more time, the dude has 100 career but Dylan, receptions. 100 Dylan, in like 12 seasons. But but Dylan, remember we, we did talk about this in a, in a prior show that the new head coach, Josh McDaniels, they he is known, he's had in the past where he's used – Multiple running backs, and I'm not back. saying Josh Jacobs is going to be splitting carries. But what I we am can move saying, on. we can move on from Josh Jacobs because the hate for Josh Jacobs has been there. There's no time. hate. There's no there hate. Is hate. There is hate. There is no every, hate. And it's not, I'm not talking about from you guys. I'm just talking about from the fantasy world in general. Every year, That's Josh true. Jacobs ain't that good. And every year, when you look up at the end of the year, Josh Jacobs is in the top 12. So it's like his third season. <laughs> every year he's in, he's been in the league. I'm sorry, my bad. But all I'm saying is that he's shown it year every time he's been in the league. And I'm sorry that I can't just erase him. That's for a guy I, that I think is going to maybe do something. And I love guys like Devontae Williams and DeAndre Swift. There's no way I'm putting him ahead of Josh Jacobs in a redraft. No way. He's tough. He's tough too. The only the only potential thing going for you there, Aaron. Not the only, but one potential thing going for you here is the guy's tough. He he's gets hurt, but he plays through injuries. The guy's tough. That's I something think, that a uh, couple guys. I know you're not saying me, but I'll tell you right now, I don't hate Josh Jacobs by yeah. any means. I've come to his defense year in and year out. I just don't think it's crazy to think that there's a chance he may finish as an RB two at the very. I didn't top say it was crazy. I'm I just saying, that, why are we diminishing what 
done just because we want to put somebody new in the top 12. That's what I'm saying. I mean, th- I the same thought process too. Like there's always new people in the playoffs. Like teams and players get better. Like there's an I'm opportunity for it don't. to happen. What I'm right. saying is why do we want to do that? Because we want to see Javante Williams in the top 12. Because Vinny wants to see those guys on the top tier list of a running back one. Not because there's an actual analysis behind why they're going to do it. It's because we want to see them there. I mean, that's I why. Mean, I don't think anyone was going to be able to predict that uh, Cordero Patterson was going to end up in the top 12 last season. Good thing no one put him in a RB1 and you wouldn't put him in, And you wouldn't put him in there because, again, there is an outlier. That was an outlier season. But a guy who's done it back-to-back years, that's not an outlier. Again, a difference. to what AJ said, it's it is it's okay to be saying that there's going to be some fresh meat as RB1s this year and take the next step forward rather than just – because, I mean, it could be – Did you get James Conner or Leonard Fournette as an RB1 last year, Vinny? So no, don't act like not. there's not fresh meat because we have two new people in there right now. What I'm saying is if – like AJ was joking, but – it really is becoming more and more serious at this point, literally taking the top 12 from last season and then just shoving them right back in at that's, the RB one position. That's not what, that's not what we're doing. First of all, but it's not, yes, you're, you're, you're some people right. should be shoved right where they belong because they produce year in and year out right where they're at. Let's uh, continue wrong with that. Let's continue. We've got a lot left to go. Half these players are useless, by the way. So, <laughs> we're we'll, we're going to start rolling <laughs> through them. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, flex. Javante Williams, RB2. I hmm. like it. I, I thought you guys wanted to put him as an RB1. Dylan has, him at, Dylan has him in his top 10 for fantasy players. I like him. I think he, I think he accelerates this year. He jumps, I'm the but, biggest Javante Williams lover. Yeah. You know that. It's possible, He's but I'm not putting him in my year. top 10. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say top 10. Top, I, 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 again, think he's a high-end RB2 with the RB1 potential. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Melvin Gordon, is he I, – I last last year was tough for, to, to, to gauge what Melvin Gordon was going to do, and then he ended up having a very, a, a, a very flexy season. So <laughs> is, he, is he back again in the flex section? near death experience so i yeah, yeah. i imagine I be a flex i would think yeah i would think that they would be looking to get javante more touches this season and you know not not phasing uh melvin gordon out but giving javante a little bit more of the workload instead of an even split remember when an old demarco murray was in a backfield with the young derrick henry he sort of just fizzled out too yeah i mean they also abused him in dallas like a year and a half before that so <laughs> It was a much options left. Dylan, man. <laughs> he, he was hey, he was legit when he was there. I'm not saying he didn't get any carries. All I'm saying was they eventually gave the fresh meat over. DeMarco yeah, had his run. No, of course. I, I mean that, that Yeah, that, like that, 400 that, carries that, worth in Dallas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he had yeah, a he had in, the Tennessee, though, in Tennessee, he had thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Yeah. He was That's legit true. in Tennessee. Before he turned thirty and he died. Like all the yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Except Clyde for Edward, Frank Gore. <laughs> Clyde Edwards, yeah. Clyde Edwards Lair, Ronald Jones, the new running R- Ronald Jones, the new running back in Kansas hey, City. I'm I just is he is he a red flag? Are we not? Because honestly, in Kansas City, you just don't know who's gonna be. I mean, I you going with Clyde? Uh, you going with no, Rojo? No. Bench Rojo. 
Red flag, Rojo. Rojo. Clyde is the flex. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Clyde is a flex. Uh, bench. I was going to bench Rojo, in my yeah, opinion. Ben. Okay, I mean, it's okay. The, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. If they I'm put him on the field, they'll find no. him. I'm not I, drafting I'm, him. I'm assuming <laughs> if we're saying bench, that's not drafter. Like, I'm not drafting Ronald Jones. I would say I would say benching is still drafting Ronald Jones. Well, I, I would put him in red flag. I'm not drafting Ronald Jones. In no way, shape, or form. I'm not drafting Ronald Jones either. I am also but. not drafting Ronald Jones, so we move him there. Uh, and I'll I like be the, the first Clyde. To the wire if Clyde gets hurt, though. Yeah, right. oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, Clyde flex appeal. I like. I'm okay with that. Devin Singletary, James Cook on this list. I know you laugh at the James Cook thing. He is on this list. We are going to talk about laughing. him. What? Nobody left. There's Nobody no need to laugh left. at James Cook. Why do you assume you know what I'm thinking? Because I know <laughs> who you're talking to. I, yeah, I am. Because you have laughed at me before when I talk about James Cook. So no, I'm I just, just you love him. Like I do. I really for, do for like no him. Reason, but they both honestly should be flexible. Both of them. Both? Both of them. Both of them. You know both because, of them? Because do I know that... why both of them should? Because I don't know which one is. <laughs> So one of the so so, so if, if if and when one of them takes over, where does the other one go? Straight to the trash? No, I don't. Or think straight James to the bench? Cook, I don't think James Cook will ever have an every down. Okay. The only okay. one that has a chance of having an every down role is Devin. Okay. I mean, is, is Zach Moss just like gone? Like that guy's be. just gone? I mean, yeah, the, the, I, I don't <laughs> believe in Zach. Moss. Yeah. At one point in time, he was supposed to be the guy over Devin Singletary, and then he just stopped playing right. football, apparently. And then Devin Singletary started showing up when we were waiting on it for so long. I, I mean, for me personally, and I'm not, I guess we're talking about the draft, but honestly, like, I'm red flagging both of them because every time I believe in a Buffalo Bills running back in the last couple of years, the offense is happen. too good. Uh, I'm, now, probably not, gone. I'm probably not drafting either one of them. They'll probably right. one. I'll probably never end up with any of them because I'm too afraid right. to draft them. But they are draftable players. Right. That, yeah. So, so that's the problem. Is somebody's got to draft it because if they go undrafted, I'm going to pick one of them. But like, so at least, um, at least a flex is fine. I, I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a but, good spot until until it all shakes out. Damian Harris, one of those running backs, he actually was the led the league in touchdown percentage for for his fantasy points. Talk about touchdown dependency when we talked James Conner last night. Here's another guy who really relied heavily on the touchdowns to get his fantasy points. Where does Damian Harris go? I feel like this is, I feel like this is R- tough. This RB2. RB2? RB2. That's where I want to slot him. But I also felt like it was Man. tough because I would feel a lot better about that if I knew who they had as an offensive coordinator or if Josh Daniels was, uh, McDaniels was still there. But oh, I thought, he's, I thought a, he's the lead guy. Pierre Strong is going to take over. Oh, oh, eventually. Eventually, probably uh, next season. But no, not right now. Still Ramondre? Someone say Ramondre? Brees Hall Hall, flex until you see it right I feel like this is a a flex until you see it any rookie running back like that is flex until you see it unless they come into a spot where you know they're they're gonna get the carries and it's a good off like Najee last year like that was different you're not gonna put him in flex but yeah Yeah. he just there's not enough there yeah Chase Edmond Chase Edmonds Raheem Mostert Mostert, red flag Mostert Yeah, yep. Chase Edmonds, RB2 I have flex. Chase Edmonds as an RB2, but I think he's gonna. I'm gonna say, I might, I honestly would, I feel like he could end up as the lowest end RB1. Uh, it's, Whoa. it's I, I, man, I, I really think they're, 
There's, I think there's you did no end up, way we're going to do this right yeah, now. No, 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 no. If you put Josh Jacobs as a high-end RB2, I will come through this day. He's my new guy. Hey, Chase Evans has been waiting for his middle, homie. He'll be the middle of the pack RB2. He won't be close to RB1, and he won't be close to flex. He'll just be a solid 12-point guy. I, I I am okay fair. with that. I I agree. John, Jonathan well, Taylor obviously RB one. No RB two. No sorry. Shut up. You're repeating the list. Naeem Hines flex Ew. bench. I'm not drafting him, so it'd be Damn. a red flag. But he's a bench player. <laughs> I draft him. I I would, I, sneak, I red flag I, I him. Have a to be honest, this year they're going to use the hell out of flex play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we have that every year. No, I, feel like I, say, I felt year that way thing. last year. Yeah, right? yeah, I, I feel like ass. it was last year too. Well, because it, the it, year oh, before he actually he had some show up games, and people were like, All right, "They've got to yeah, lose this time." Think about the quarterback play when Philip mm-hmm. Rivers was there. He liked that dump off type game. Carson Wentz didn't want to do none of that. That motherfucker wanted to run around and throw the ball deep. <laughs> Matt Ryan, veteran, knows smart, knows how to get rid of the ball, gets it to his running backs. I. Again, this is more of a hunch than anything. I think Naeem Hines is a good flex play. But it, it's hard. Two out of the four years that Naeem Hines has been in the league, he's had a, a running back three and then a running back two season. And then he's been running back four, running back five, flex. Like, yeah. it's not. It's been inconsistent. There's no consistency. I think, be an I inconsistent think bench player. That's I think, what I think he is. It, it, as as stupid as this may sound, I think he is a high end bench player. <laughs> like yeah, he's a fringe he's like Mark Ingram to me. That's what I'm saying. Like goes, like yeah. I think out of all the bench players we're gonna have, I think he's going to be one of the higher end bench players. James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Dylan. I'll, I'm gonna let you uh, say where these two mm. belong. I think Trav. Ooh, Liz Frank. That's scary. I think no injury, fresh first rookie year would be an RB2 for Mr. Travis, but I think he's a flex. I think he's a flex. What I'm hearing from James Robinson is that he'll be ready for training camp. Nope, he's not. I heard I heard today that he is not going to be they're ready for training camp. taking their time with him, but they said I, camp is a possibility. I heard, I heard today that, they're, that he won't be ready for training camp, and we all need to start pumping the brakes on this it James Robinson being ready for – like the Flex. sooner timetable rather than later timetable because like the man got injured in week 16. Like it's yeah. it, the, the timetable. It just doesn't make sense. I am okay doing both flex at this point for both these players. Boys. Right. Boom. I, I and I'm probably not touching either one of them. I like James Robinson's ADP better. Yeah. I li- I, for for shits and diggies. What about in a, in a dynasty league? Or a keeper league. Oh, any dynasty taking Travis in and Travis in at worst. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For Too sure. much investment there. Marlon Mack, Houston Texans. Seriously. Red flag. flag. Got it. Derrick Henry back at RB1. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There I... it is. No. No. no? Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can put him there. You can put him there. But you guys Three talk about guys that fall out. Like I, I am very, very concerned about him, and I rank him high because I give him the credit that he deserves for yeah. being as good as he's been. Talk about a guy that might drop out. I see it. I worry. 
I do see a low end running back one season from yeah. Derrick Henry. I don't, I don't see the, the normal RB top five running back type of season from Derrick Henry to be. Are you honest. worried because they pushed him back last season? I mean, he only played I one game about, and it wasn't a lot. <laughs> I worry about his, I worry about the injury. It was a broken foot to a big man on a, in a big body frame. Um, I worry about his age. I worry about the amount of carries he has on his body from college all the way to the NFL over the past couple of seasons. I worry about that offense. I worry about that offensive line. I worry about them having no weapons on the outside to kind of take away any kind of defensive pressure as far as just stopping the run. I worry about it all. I just don't think it's great. Yeah. It's a fair argument. He's Uh good, and he'll be good, but... Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Aaron, you can uh, take this one. RB1. Dylan, do you have any thoughts on putting Ezekiel Elliott as an RB1? I'll save my breath. I'll never be able to win that argument. Carry on. It's not an Fair argument. Enough. It's not I, an argument. He's carry the hell on. He's, he's an RB1 every year. So when are you going to tell me he's any different? AJ, Josh, are you? Theory. No, I, think that's, I think that's fine. Uh, Done deal. If you want to do it, you can move Tony Pollard higher to the flex end. <laughs> <laughs> the highest end of flex. I mean, right here. Just for Tony Pollard. We all laughed at Ezekiel in bad last two years. He was seven and nine. I mean, I the only season on he's been outside the top twelve was the season he got suspended in this game, yeah. and he finished RB thirteen. Like, I don't care. I didn't he's like Derrick Henry at this point, except he has not been. Missing game. It's true. And he's not 30. <laughs> Miles Sanders. This one might be a tough one for a lot of people. Just because of how his season last year. He got he hurt a lot of people last year. But like we said before, you can't be emotional. You have to get back on the on the track here and get back into it. Miles Sanders, where does he belong, AJ? Uh I think Miles Sanders can get back into the RB2 conversation this season. The offense is better. There's more weapons and more opportunity. Uh, I think he'll be back and be decent enough to hit you for an RB2. Top 24 seems seems in the range of his talent yeah. and uh, usage. I agree. He, he might be at 24, but I think he makes the top 24 as well. I, I think I, I see him around that RB18 rate, like, like that, like not the back part of the RB two, but like just that right in the middle sweet spot of the RB two. I, I, I see for miles Sanders because he has uh, the offense is much better. And I think they're, they'll have a little bit more goal line chances and more opportunities for him to hopefully uh, get in the end zone. Antonio Gibson, Washington commanders, RB two flex RB two flex RB two RB two. Uh, uh, I Aaron just stop talking. It's like, I'm not saying anything. You <laughs> well, I mean, we're going to have that conversation about Miles Sanders, and then we're going to yeah. say he's an RB2. Yeah. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at some of those RB2s up there. Taking Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Taking him over Elijah would you, Mitchell? Would. Yep. Over. Would you, would you have, are you considering Antonio Gibson in the RB1 conversation? Antonio Gibson would be my number four RB. I'd have Josh Jacobs ahead of him. I'd have Cam Akers. I'd have Monte Williams. That's fair. I don't. I don't hate that. Dylan Saquon Barkley, RB two, <clears throat> hesitant because you wanted to put him where? Not not hesitant. I just okay. I couldn't speak. 
Okay. I, <laughs> I heard, I heard the hesitation and I, I, another player that injuries and he didn't look all, he did not look right last season when he came back and that offensive are, line. Well, it got people better, are concerned. Still. Okay. Fair. RB two Saquon Deandre Swift. This is where, this is where Aaron will probably get pretty, pretty, pretty mad. Cause I, I, I see a RB one. Me too. DeAndre Swift this year. The talent is there. The offensive line is there. The everything, everything seems to be there for DeAndre Swift. If, if he can stay healthy for an RB one season. He's a dog too. AJ. I, I also have the potential of him turning into an RB one for, for a season. I think the timing is there. I think, I think he has the requisite pieces to make it happen. Uh, yeah. Now he just has to do it. But I, I have him right where I have Javante Williams. I am. Okay. Those two are the guys that those two are the guys could crack the top twelve if if the things that we say fall into place for them. But I haven't right. seen them. Like that's, that's that's it. Like Javante Williams still has you know that Nat Melvin Gordon there, and DeAndre Swift still has to deal with the fact that he has no quarterback. Team's not very good. He's been banged up. So yeah. again, he he potentials there. I love DeAndre, but I'm a I'm a guy that likes to come. put it this way. If I have to take two guys off of that that RB one list, if I only could put twelve in my RB one list because that's all that can finish as an RB one, I would probably take Derrick Henry off, and I would probably take. Wait, so we're not trying to do only twelve at the RB one position? Was that what? Because I originally during before this show started, you at, or not before the show started during the show, you were like, "We doing this as twelve? Like RB one is the top 12. What I'm saying and, and is, what I'm saying is, guys, there's a different conversation between hey, saying the guys that are going to finish top twelve or saying the guys that can finish in the top twelve, as far as like what we feel like they can finish at. That that's yeah. that's all I'm that's all. I'm that's I'm fair, not because I don't know which way we were referring to it. I'm assuming you just wanted twelve guys in the. In the top yeah because it because if, if if we're going more than 12 and we're talking about guys that could potentially be rb1s and going beyond 12 it is fair to throw josh jacobs in there and javante williams in there <laughs> as well that that's that's the fair part let's go to david montgomery chicago bears uh, mess of an yeah. offense mess of a team tough to rank dylan Oh. <laughs> oh boy, it's going off. Um, <laughs> you know, this uh, God, I hate their line. I hate their quarterback. No, I don't hate their quarterback. I hate their offense. I hate their head coach. Hate their division. He's a bell cow back. He, Aaron said you don't mention bell cow backs. That's the only reason he's an RB2. It's the only reason he's an RB2. I'm on board with that. No problem here. AJ? I mean, yeah. I, I I think it's a health thing again, too, though. But, I mean, he was, for the most part, okay. Um, it, it's harsh, man, I because I, he has RB1 potential. I just don't think his team has this has enough around it to make it happen. Like, this is one of those where you might just have everybody in the box and you're beating yeah. down David Montgomery. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the RB, too. I think it's the easiest one of the ones to rate. RB2. Been in the league three years. RB2. Top, at least an RB2 in all three years. He had the year where he was RB4, which was wild and crazy. He got, mm-hmm. got hot, laid down the stretch with the easy schedule. I think Holy it's a simple. Shit. 
Yeah, he finished RB4 two years ago. Yeah. Um, I do. I actually think he has the upside to be a top 10 running back in the team. Yeah. Yeah. That was my hesitation. uh, He is that kind of just lock a man. He's the starter every week, though, in my opinion. Right. Right. And uh, I think he's one of those set it, get it guys. You forget he's on your team. Yeah. And at the end of the season, he had a good year, but it wasn't special. I think I think the next group of the next round of running backs that we're going to get into, I can we can easily do here, at least for some of them, Aaron yeah. Jones, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, all RB ones, all five of them. It can't be. Then we got too many in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, way too many. We can only fit three Seven, more eight, names nine, up there. Vincent. Ten, so who's falling back? So I'll tell you right now, uh, I think Joe Mixon and Najee Harris need to go in there. Oof. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, it. Nick Chubb is not an RB one. I I agree. I think Aaron Jones should be an RB one over I think, Nick Chubb. I think Aaron Jones is is the out of all those running backs. I think Aaron Jones is the, is the most certain one whoa, whoa, that whoa. I'm putting in there at RB one. No, whoa, whoa, no, that's whoa, whoa. you talk about bold takes. Generation, generation. Oh God, the bold takes. It kills me. It's your stupid generation, bro. I, you just gave one, and that's asinine. Yeah, what put him what? above? To put him above Najee Harris and Joe Mixon and Dalvin yeah. Cook. They're getting the volume yeah. and the catch work. I, I, I mean, think yeah. we've we talked about it earlier this offseason about how we Jones. could easy easily see Aaron Jones being the leading receiver yes. on this team. But that means he's not getting the carry. He still could. That means AJ That's Dillon is getting me. the work out of the back. Okay. Field. That's, That's a fair I I did not consider that. I did not consider that part. To me, I think of I, oh, he's getting the catches and he's getting the carries. But I do, I can see that AJ Dillon comes in and and takes away I carries now Aaron to allow. Jones finishes as an RB one. I really me do, hundred percent. But I'm not putting him above Najee Harris Mixon. or Joe Mixon or Dalvin Cook. Okay, I'm okay if you guys want to take out a, a Leonard Fournette. Or I. I think they're they're gonna get it. Or if we want to assume Alvin Kamara's six games, I don't want to put him. I'm okay. With yeah, that. we could put Kamara off. Put him as a two. Okay. Let's get our top ten here. I like Leonard well, though. I really do. I do think Leonard's gonna have that RB one season. Because right? you're, you're, you're talking like about the six games away from Alvin Kamara, but think about the six games of the usage that Leonard's gonna have. I, I'm I like thinking. Henry. I'm thinking about it being Derrick Henry. Me mm. too. But don't we Taking have him out. already? No. Well, that's without uh oh well I guess since you don't have Nick Chubb in there, are we all no, on board Nick Chubb not being in there? No, because I'm a, again that Deshaun Watson that was Deshaun Watson, Kobe Brissett's the quarterback. If I'm yeah. every defense, I am stopping Nick Chubb. And I'm not saying he's not gonna have a good season. He's still gonna be an RB two. Just not he doesn't get any work out of the passing in the passing. That's the problem. Their offense isn't good enough to get it near the red zone for him to score touchdowns, he is going to be limited. Okay, so there that that is our that would be our top twelve right there for our running backs right right there, uh, and then the rest is I don't want to say handcuffs, but AJ Dillon is RB. Does AJ Dillon have RB two value? <clears throat> because because of the fact, like what I mentioned before, with how I think that Aaron Jones gets a ton of the pass catching work could possibly be their leading receiver. Aaron he Jones have, comes he in. He does have RB two value. I'd I th- yeah, I, I think we. I mean, we've watched him each year take another year. step up. Yeah, but Aaron Jones missed some time. So this would be 
I'll tell you this. Black line high, I'll tell you this. High end flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be be a top end. Yeah. Probably Otherwise, you got twelve more out of the RB two. You got to run through. Yeah, Al- but I can't. Alexander I can't realistically to be on the bench. Yep. All, yep, all right just there. because he's a handcuff. Kareem Hunt should be a flex. Yeah. Yep. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins Oof. and Gus Edwards are the final two. Oof. One flex, one bench. Yeah. Gus Edwards, J- the the bench. J.K. Mm-hmm. So Beautiful. that would that would put one too many in the flex department if we are trying to go that well, that's route. That's not true because you can have yeah, more than twelve. Yeah, flex. that's, that's are, fair. Yeah. That's fair. So this is our final tier. Screenshot. For, See how stupid we are at the end of the for, season. For those listening to us on podcasting platforms, go check out our YouTube or our social media pages uh, to find out the full entire list. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see it right here. This is our our running back tiers, RB1, RB2, flex, bench, and the red flags of the year. Dylan still, for some reason, took a screenshot, although it will be posted. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Fun and Games Friday Ooh. comes to a close. Our first morning show week comes to an end. Uh, <laughs> oof. Oof. Coffee. It's tough, huh? Joe. It's we can't wait until 30 minutes to get into any tears. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, you never again. That never again will that happen. The funny part uh, is I thought it was going to go pretty quick this time. <laughs> I, I, had, I thought it would go quicker than what it did, but it did not. We do love the chatter. And that just, uh, yeah, that was that. Either way, it was a good show. Had a good time. Everybody watching, I'm sure you had a good time. Everybody listening, I'm sure you have a great time. Please drop us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, that's it. Stop talking. We'll just end it. Shit. Jeez. I am doing that right now. I'm not even going to do social ISD, reads. Let's go. Let's go. You know <laughs> Producer, what? <laughs> okay, great. For AJ Johnson, I am me. We will see you tomorrow. Don't press that next button. That was a great show, right? You know it, I know it. So let's help somebody else know it. Before you listen to our next episode, go ahead and write us a review and let everyone know how great it is to be a part of the city. Sac City, home of six-star content.